Our gospel lesson for today, Good Shepherd Sunday, comes from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, people of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. How many people have been around dairy cows? Okay, some of you. I grew up around dairy cows. My dad was a dairy farmer. And so every evening at chore time, I would be out in the barn helping out. And when dad was ready for the cows to come in, we had, I don't know, a couple dozen cows. When dad was ready for the cows to come in, he would send me out into the pasture to round them up. Now I was not real big. And I would go out there, and I would yell at these cows, and I would try and get them moving and, and make all kinds of noise. You think those cows paid attention to me? No. They didn't. They, I mean, cows can't talk, but if they could, we'd be like, who are you and what do you want? I'm going to keep eating grass. Leave me alone. Go away, small child. I would try and try and try and get those cattle to, to start moving, to move towards the barn. But inevitably... This happened so many times. When dad was really ready, I kind of think maybe he was just trying to get me out of the way initially. When dad was really ready for the cows, he wouldn't even come out in the pasture. He would poke his head out the door. Some, I see some nods. Some of you know, Gumbus! Why am I even out here? These things don't listen to me. And I, I felt really bad about myself. Not really, but, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good metaphor, I think. Because the cows knew dad's voice. And they probably knew my voice, too, but they just didn't care. Well, I grew up, and this feeling of feeling bad about myself, it continued. But then technology took over. And now I have something that listens to my voice. And it's marvelous. It's great. Talks to me. Hey, Siri, what day is it? It's 10.35 a.m. Well, she kind of listens to me. Hey, Siri, what's the date? This is failing epically. 
Hey Siri, what's the date? It's Sunday, the 30th of April, 2023. Hey Siri, what's the temperature? God dang it, she ignored me again. What's the temperature? Okay, Siri's telling me it's 46 degrees. That didn't work so well. It was supposed to. Worked really good on Friday when I tried it. But Siri, she's not cooperating at the moment. Siri does know my voice. And Siri will not listen to any of you. Uh, and that's, I mean, it's a technology thing. It's not that Siri likes me. Siri is a, is a piece of technology. But it's programmed to my voice. If I walk down the aisle and any of you said, hey, Siri, she wouldn't activate. But when I say it, hey, Siri, she still doesn't. <laughs> I'm going to just say amen and go sit down because this is all falling apart. Here's the funny thing, though. So AI, when it works, is spectacular. Uh, but that one listens to my voice. I have another piece of AI that actually sits on my desk. I've got an Alexa. Anybody have an Alexa, an Alexa dot? And Alexa listens to anybody. And to the point where every once in a while, there's been times like I've been watching a YouTube video at my desk, and it says, hey, Alexa. In the, and, and then Alexa starts listening and activates. And I'm like, whoa, no, I'm not talking to you. But OK, so here's the idea. Siri, when she cooperates, knows my voice and listens to my voice. Now, let's actually talk about Jesus, shall we? Good Shepherd Sunday. Jesus starts talking in, in metaphors, or we might call them parables. I don't know if this is really a parable or not, but, but he makes these statements at different times when he's trying to explain concepts that have to do with faith, with, with God, with the kingdom of heaven, with forgiveness of sins, life abundant, salvation, all of these different things. People will ask him questions, and he's trying to explain it, but you know, there are these things in our lives or these, these things that have to do with the divine, maybe that's a better way of saying it, that are so far above our ability to understand that we, we just can't really wrap our heads around it. And so in times like this, Jesus will use these different metaphors. Now, in his day, in his culture, uh, kind of like with, when I was talking with the kids just a moment ago, everyone had flocks. They had sheep. And there were these common community sheep pens where each flock would come into at night. And there was just a single person who, who it's the gatekeeper, we, we hear him say that. And the gatekeeper kind of keeps all of these community flocks together through the night in this pen, protecting them from predators, protecting them from thieves and robbers. We heard about that too. And then in the morning, all these different shepherds for the different flocks that were all, were all kind of together in this pen, each shepherd would come to the gate and the gatekeeper knows the, the shepherd and so opens the gate for him. And he would call them, call, call out to them. And the sheep know his voice and will follow along. Now, admittedly, I haven't been around sheep that much. I don't know if there is a cool, like, come boss thing that you can say to sheep and they'll follow you. Does anybody know? Or sheep just, I've heard sheep are dumb. I don't know. But apparently they know the voice of the shepherd. And they won't follow someone that they don't know, kind of like someone else I know. <laughs> but they'll follow the voice of the one that they know. Now, here's the thing that I really love about this. 
if they know the shepherd, then it stands to reason that the reverse is also true, that the shepherd knows them. And I think that's really the most important aspect of, of this, this short little passage. We didn't, it wasn't really very long, but this, this promise that Jesus is making to the people that when we follow his voice, when we follow the voice of, of God, the voice of the shepherd, we're following the voice of the one who knows us as well and has claimed us and who loves us for who we are. Now, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. Of course, it's Confirmation Sunday. That's why a lot of you are here. And so now I'm, I'm thinking about you guys down here. Every single year when I'm working with our confirmands, about a week prior, I have them write statements of belief. And, and the title of them is very simple, I Believe Statements. And I always say, every single year, I said, at this point in your lives, I want you to be honest about what you think about all this stuff, about what you believe about all this stuff. What do you, what do you believe about God? What do you believe about Jesus? What do you believe about faith and heaven and church and religion and all of this stuff? And I got to tell you, I am never disappointed. Every single year, I love how themes emerge. This year's no different. Now, normally, I'll read one or two little snippets, but guess what? All seven of you had awesome statements. I'm not going to call you by name, but I'm going to read some of what the kids wrote because I think it's just beautiful. I believe the Holy Spirit is always with us and guides us, and I believe that Jesus was real. I believe that God knows we are not perfect and understands when we mess up, and I believe that you receive salvation through the grace of God. Through confirmation and the stories and the events that we have talked about, I have believed and I've wondered a lot of things about God. I believe that God has the ability and does do many things that help us. I believe that whether you have faith in God or not, God will always love us and will be there in our lives no matter the situation. Through every moment in my life, God is with me, bad and good. Ooh, that's a really good one. Whoever wrote, I don't know who wrote that, but I like, you're claiming credit. I'm going to call you out now. That was Peyton. I believe in God, and I know that God is always here for me when I'm going through the times that are not so good. I believe that God always loves me no matter how much I mess up. My faith is really important to me because I believe that God helps me and my family. I believe that God is always active in the world, even when we don't see it. I believe that the Holy Spirit is always with me and everyone, though I don't understand how. I believe that the whole point of religion is to improve our relationship with God and our relationships with one another. I believe life is really messy, and it doesn't always make sense, but God will be here with me through it all. And then finally, God has made me feel valuable. And I know that God is always with me. Oh, wonderful statements. Wonderful, wonderful, honest statements about this God that loves us even when we don't deserve it. That loves us through the hard stuff and is present with us through the hard stuff. And yet is still a mystery. Now, here's the thing, guys. We've talked about this many times. Yes, life is messy. And a lot of times... The, the stories that we read, the things that we hear, they don't always make sense, do they? And sometimes we're like, God, what are you up to on this one? And maybe we kind of get an answer, and maybe we kind of don't. But keep wrestling with that. I have appreciated your class and the conversations that we've had over the last couple of years. You have kept me on my toes, 
especially when you compare my sermons with your guys's. You were here at Easter a year ago. Kennedy called me out. Loved it. It was great. Keep wrestling with this. And listen for the voice of the one who knows you. God is beyond our ability to completely know and understand. And this is something we all need to hear and remember. But in the messiness of life, God is present. God has promised to be with us in the good stuff and the bad stuff, the highs and the lows, like we heard in Psalm 23, in the the open, wide pastures and in the dark, dark valleys, God is our good shepherd. And God knows us. Now I'm going to try one more experiment here. Because if God knows us, isn't that the big thing? To be known, to have our identity of who we are known and claimed. Hey, Siri. Siri, be you. Do you know who I am? This worked so well on Friday. I'm sorry, it's not working. Siri, do you know who I am? Tell me who I am. One more time. Hey, Siri, do you know who I am? You're Scott, but you asked me to call you Scott, son of Rick and Kathy, husband of Emily, father of Jackson and Ava, pastor of churches, brewer of beer, player of video games and child of God. Son of Rick and Kathy, yep. Husband of Emily, yep. Father of Jackson and Ava, yep. Pastor, yep. <laughs> Brewer of beer, yeah. Our beer's good, isn't it, Joe? Player of video games, uh-huh. Did you hear that last one? What was it? Child of God. Now, what I did not get Siri programmed to do was to say that you are all children of God too, but you are. You are named and claimed by the one who is our good shepherd and will never, ever abandon you, and that is true for the seven of you. Remember that. Amen.